guys and welcome to the spookies podcast i'm your host michael it is 9 a.m and i am drinking whiskey gross breakfast is the day's most important meal and i'm your other host stephanie and i'm not supposed to be here but you guys <clears throat> demanded it yes i mentioned on social media i was doing this mini patreon episode solo because stephanie is very busy with preparing and cooking our thanksgiving feast this week mm-hmm. and people were not happy Apparently, I can't do this. <laughs> uh, we are talking a last Jedi level backlash to <laughs> Stephanie not being on the podcast. Well, I mean, that's kind of heartwarming in a way that you guys want me here. So that's sweet. And disturbing. Yeah. I so mean, Stephanie is under duress in this episode. <laughs> I have a lot of shit to do and I don't have a lot of energy. So I have to parcel it out and, and you know... Give a little bit here and a little bit there. Give a little bit. Give yeah, a little. and I don't really have any recovery days this week. This is the hard part. I'm going to be dead by Friday. I already know. I, I will say I didn't want to do this pod without Stephanie. She's <laughs> the Scully to my Mulder, even though I'm Scully. Okay, that's confusing, but whatever. She's a big part of what makes this podcast special and Aww. fun for me. She's my secret weapon. Aww. I'm saying this now because I'm going to say something in a minute she's not going to like. What? <laughs> Before we begin, I just wanted to say that I don't understand the appeal of Thanksgiving. It's not hate. It's indifference. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I only enjoy it because Stephanie is a great cook who makes delicious food. <laughs> I do. Thanksgiving in 2021 is just uh, COVID reveal parties. Anyway, <laughs> the holidays for me are about as interesting as Pete Davidson's romantic life. <laughs> I'm essentially Bill Murray from Scrooged. <laughs> the only holidays that matter to me, to Michael, are my birthday, which is, that's a national holiday, right? Okay. And Halloween, which is also our wedding anniversary. Otherwise, couldn't care less. Don't so, get... uh, did you guys not have like big Thanksgiving feast? Because you're always on the road. Like you and we your, your parents. We did, I just didn't care. I, I just don't get the appeal. I, I, my favorite time of year is like between my birthday and June. That's... So, your mom would cook it, like you would go to... Well, yeah, but she was food poisoning. You don't want to eat her food. <laughs> you fucking crazy? God. You just made me say fuck. Now I'm in trouble. Because, you know, we're, we cuss too much on this podcast. It's too much profanity, Stephanie. Who is saying this? Those guys, Chris Knowles fan base, whoever those people are. I don't know. It's the guys that are at the Daily Plaza right <laughs> well, now. Well, they're not on our Patreon, so no, they don't No, they're at care. the Daily Plaza today. <laughs> out there with signs. He means he means the grassy knoll. He yeah, means there. The Q. Uh, in Dallas, Texas, because it's JFK's uh, death anniversary or some shits. Is it? Is it today? No, it's not today. It is today. It is today. Yeah. Oh, you know what it is? It, I, for some reason, in my mind, it always seems like it's August because it's like... It's Dallas. It's sunny. It's you, hot. You need to wake up. Take some whiskey. I know. And I've read. <laughs> I've read the Stephen King book where he has the time traveling guy go back to the the day that you know. Have some whiskey. <laughs> I don't think whiskey would make it better. All right, let's get into this so I can send Stephanie back into the kitchen. <laughs> no, I'm. You know, a- <laughs> you know, a woman's place. It's early. I'm allowed a little sexism. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You need to learn how to cook. Uh, that will never happen. Or are you going to food poison all of us? Yes, yeah, so I a food poison. I can't even microwave right. <laughs> he can't even scramble eggs, you guys. Yeah. And I'm not training this man to do this shit. Why well, didn't a woman train you? I can do research, though. That's why we have a podcast. You guys, we met at 30. He should have been trained already. Yeah. We're 31, so. Oh, it's, it's been one year. <laughs> <laughs> one year in millennial. 
but i'm for real why some woman should have taken you in hand and been like here's how to wash clothes here's how to fucking cook some eggs here's how to make some shit I just wanted them for sex i don't want to freak <laughs> shut <off>. up <laughs> come on let's get this party started <sighs> go with the blue <laughs> know your role my role is not to be a chef but you're really good at it. I am really good at it, but I don't want to do it all the time. He wants to cook Men all the time. Men cooking Thanksgiving is boring and gross. Hey, you should at least be able to like barbecue. I mean, that's a man style of cooking. I don't like cooking in general. I he hates don't. meat. He hates cooking meat, touching meat, looking at the meat while it's raw. Kind of like you hate that. Stop that yeah, noise. You hate the lip smacks. Ugh. So we 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 both. So know, I'm cringing. We're both here. on the spectrum. Ugh. <laughs> We probably are. And I'm not just saying that, guys, to be offensive. I really do mean Yeah, we actually sat sat down and watched a YouTube video uh, where it was like a bunch of stuff where you might be autistic. And some of us ding those we boxes. We have traits. We have traits. We are both Egon Spingler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get to it. All right. Today's case, uh, would you say is mind-blowing? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> there is a History Channel documentary called The Man Who Built America. It is absolute bullshit. The men who really built America were the poor people of color and immigrants. Life for railroad workers was extremely treacherous. Hundreds died from explosions, landslides, accidents, and disease. During the 1800s, thousands of rail workers died every year, and tens of thousands of them were injured on the job. The Industrial Revolution was a time of fire and blood. <laughs> I make it sound cool, and it wasn't. Yeah, there was no safety standards, no unions. It was very American. Well, you know, and if you get injured from something like this or killed, there's no recourse for your family or you if, if something like this happens. I mean, like, nobody cares. You're out on the street. Yeah, because they don't give a shit. And then the women are left to, like, prostitute if they have a family to support themselves for they can't get some kind of, like, work-labor job. I'm ready for us to get emails from this uh, saying we're socialist because we're for unions <laughs> unions came about because of the shit that we're about to talk about yeah because of this kind of shit but this was so commonplace and the other thing too was that they had children working in factories. Yeah, this, so this was at the time this was at this time we, we have literal children and the only reason that stopped was a photographer who was kind of the foremost for person who started photojournalism on accident and he started taking pictures of these kids and the way he took them is he took them at the the same height and level at, at as they were the children were mm -hmm. so you could see how big and gargantuan the machines were and how tiny and small they were next to these machines and it really finally started to change people's minds i i, I kind of digress because this happens in the 20th century but it literally takes like 100 There's years also for this a to book stop called the jungle i think it's uptown sinclair he mm -hmm. wrote about the uh, working conditions and like meat processing plants and that that created a revolution yeah yeah uh anyway Daily work for railroad workers consisted <laughs> of the use of explosives to break through boulders and mountains. Mm -hmm. This is still done today, by the way. It's just, I think that it's safer, but it's still slightly safer. Because think about it, even in like the later 20th century, you still have people getting black lung because they're sending them down into coal mines and they're, and they're getting sick. So, I mean, even, even with unions, it's not a hundred percent better, right? It's slightly better. But we still have a long way to go as far as keep making sure that people aren't getting hurt and we're being treated fairly and equitably. Mm -hmm. 
So in a firsthand account, a laborer described in detail the sheer horror associated with the railroads that built early America. 20 charges were placed and ignited, but only 18 blasts went off. However, the white foreman, thinking that all of the dynamite had gone off, ordered the workers to enter the cave to resume work. It was at that moment the remaining two charges suddenly exploded. Bodies flew from the cave as if shot from a cannon. Blood and flesh were mixed in a horrible mess. On this occasion, about 10 or 20 workers were killed. Gruesome incidences such as this were daily occurrences on the railroad construction sites. Emigrants continued to work despite the poverty wages and horrendous working conditions. It wasn't just dangerous for the emigrants and the poor. Buckle up, guys, because today's special Patreon episode is about a legend in the annals of neuroscience. An icon of weird medical abnormalities. Phineas Gage. I actually picked this, and it's funny because I don't like surgeries. I don't like brain surgery. I don't like anything to do with this stuff. Stephanie... I'm all about this story. (laughs) This is my story. would you say that this case is the textbook definition of morbidly fascinating. Yes. Because I think it is. I think this is the poster child. Yeah. Stephanie likes gross medical stuff. (laughs) I mean, I was watching gross medical stuff like surgeries when they used to show that on cable. They would show actual surgeries, and I I would just sit there and watch it. It didn't bother me. The blood didn't bother me. Nothing. None of it. Yeah. I could sit there and watch it. The only thing I don't like surgically-wise is when they're like re-breaking a bone or breaking someone's nose to do a nose job. I hate that sound. She watches all the... Wigs me out. She watches all these YouTube videos about pus and pimple popping <laughs> on her iPad all night, and I want to barf. I, I, I hate like, that stuff. I uh, cow hoof trimming from... There's this uh, cow hoof ah, trimmer disgusting. in Scotland. And I thought, there's no way I can watch this because there's so much poop. There's, there's a lot of cow slurry. They call it slurry. Because it's just urine and feces. It's really gross. But I don't know. You get over it. And then you're just absorbed in the livestock and the challenges they face. And then like the care of the hooves. Which I've always liked um, horse. What's that called? When they they work on horse hooves. I don't know. Farrier work. I'm not a farmer. Okay. So farrier work. And I've been obsessed with this kind of stuff for a long time. Like the the whys and hows of things. I'm not a shit kicker. (laughs) I can't barbecue. (laughs) Why am I the handy one? Well, I'm the creative one, so. I'm the creative one, too. So I've got to be handy and creative? I'm, That's not I'm fair. into tech, though. I know tech, so. So do I. I know, so we're balanced. No, we're not balanced. <laughs> <laughs> Vermont, September 13th, 1848. Long time ago. Mm-hmm. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Among other tasks, a foreman sprinkled gunpowder into blasting holes and then tamp down the the powder down gently with an iron rod kind of like a gun but we're doing this on the ground this completed an assistant poured in sand or clay which got tamped down hard to confine the bang to a tiny space phineas gage had specifically commissioned his tamping rod from a blacksmith sleek like a javelin it weighed 13 pounds and stretched three feet seven inches long so he wanted one that was tailor-made just for him he phineas gage was apparently uh very good at his mm-hmm. job by all accounts yeah and how would you describe phineas he's a handsome guy he's he? very handsome when you look at the the photographs of him yeah. i mean the girl even types, after he's a, he's beautiful yeah he's he's really i mean what you would think of like just classically handsome i'm, he's tall sure, I'm assuming he's an irishman and bro- yeah he has he does have irish features but he has those kind of like he's short <laughs> uh he's short because he looks tall Five foot six. You're shitting but me. Really muscular, strong man. Yeah. Very strong man. But he's got those strong cheekbones like a Celt. Yeah. 
So he, yeah, he looks Irish, and you know that was the other group of people that had to do shitty jobs. Okay, guys, this next part it's gonna get rough. So if you're squeamish, you don't want to listen to this. They're not squeamish. That's why they're here. Uh, around 4:30 p.m., the time of day when the mind starts to wander. I know it does for me. <laughs> a 25-year-old railroad foreman named Phineas Gage filled a drill hole with gunpowder and turned his head to check on his men. It was the last normal moment of his life. Phineas Gage was simply at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. The 13-pound iron rod entered Gage's head point first, striking below the left cheekbone. It destroyed an entire upper molar, passed behind his left eye, and tore into the underbelly of his brain's left frontal lobe. It then plowed through the top of his skull, exiting near the midline just below where his hairline started. After flying upward at a curve, the iron rod landed about 30 yards away and stuck upright in the dirt, like the Spear of Destiny. (laughs) Witnesses described it as streaked with red and greasy to the touch from fatty brain tissue. Mm. So this fucking thing is blown so hard from the ground that it it doesn't just stay in his skull. It passes through his face and skull. Yeah, it's, it's long. That's insane. Yeah, and it weighs 13 pounds. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie would probably like to touch it, I'm assuming, after it went through his head, right? Uh, no, no. She'd be like, can I touch it? Can no, I touch it? No, 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 no. The rod's momentum uh, threw Gage backwards, and he landed hard, briefly convulsing on the ground. At this point, his fellow workers expected him to be dead, because normally, when something goes through your head, you're dead. Yeah. That's kind of what happens. Yeah. I'm saying it like Trump, you know, you're dead. (laughs) No shit, not like him. Yeah. At this point, his fellow workers expected him to be dead. When a metal rod goes through your head and impales your brain, it's fair to say you usually die, guys. You know, I I don't, I don't, I'm not. I mean, gunshot wounds in the head. I'm not a neuroscientist, but, you know, something goes through your head, you're dead. Yeah. This case, however, is anything but usual. Normally, when a large object passes through your skull, you will receive what is called a lethal injury. You were dead. Dead as shit. (laughs) Miraculously, somehow Gage was not only alive, but aware of what was going on around him. After a moment, he sat up and spoke, then rose with little assistance and walked to an ox cart to be driven into town to a hotel where he had been lodging. Now, he's sitting there on the, I believe it's like the front of the hotel, like a a seat or something outside. Mm -hmm. uh, Taking the air. Yeah. Physician Edward H. Williams found Gage sitting in a chair outside the hotel and was greeted with one of the great understatements of medical history. When I drove up, he said, Doctor, here is business enough for you. I don't know. It already sounds like something's wrong as he's speaking. (laughs) I first noticed the wound upon the head before I stepped down from my carriage, the pulsations of the brain being very distinct. So Gage is sitting there with his head there's a gouging hole in his head, and his brain is pulsating. And it's also described as funnel-shaped on the top. Yeah. So the, he is a funnel-shaped hole where the rod had exited his fucking The doctor head. said the top of the head appeared like an inverted funnel, mm-hmm. as if some wedge-shaped body had passed from below upward. Well, it did. <laughs> Mr. Gage, during the time I was examining the, this wound, was relating the manner in which he was injured to the bystanders. I do not believe Mr. Gage's statement at the time, but thought he was deceived. 
Mr. Gage persisted in saying that the bar went through his head. Mr. Gage got up and vomited. The effort of vomiting pressed out about half a teacupful of the brain through the exit hole at the top of the skull, which fell upon the floor. So that's probably like at least a quarter cup. It's a quarter cup of brain matter. Yeah, he's vomiting up his own brains. Okay, let's think about this. Is it is it coming up through his mouth, like going down his sinuses? I don't know. I don't know the anatomy. Coming out of the hole in his head, the force. The research of this, I could not figure out the anatomy of that. Mm -hmm. Um, There is something else, though, that that happens with his brain that I just found out today, which is quite gross. Dr. John Martin Harlow took charge of the case around 6 p.m. You will excuse me for remarking here that the picture presented was, to one unaccustomed to military surgery, truly terrific. That's a weird way of describing this. Well, terrific meant something different back then. But the patient bore his sufferings with the most heroic firmness. He recognized me at once and said he hoped he was not much hurt. He seemed to be perfectly conscious, but was getting exhausted from the hemorrhage. His person and the bed on which he was lay was literally one of blood and gore. Gage was also swallowing blood, which he regurgitated every 15 or 20 minutes. Which blood will make you vomit if you swallow enough of it. Yeah, it will. Which is Uh, funny because we're full of blood. Yeah, I mean, but I've done it from having nasal surgery. No, not a nose job. (laughs) I had sinus issues. (laughs) She lies. (laughs) This woman's a liar. It's a lot of sinus issues and... and, yeah, yeah, facial cranial surgery is a bitch. It really is. I'll let you say that so I don't have to. The two doctors shaved the scalp around the region of the tamping iron's exit, then removed coagulated blood, small bone fragments, and an ounce or more of protruding brain. Oh, my mm. God, they cut off more of his brain. <laughs> nice. After probing for foreign bodies and replacing two large detached pieces of bone, Harlow closed the wound with adhesive straps, leaving it partially open for drainage, which probably saved his life. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, that brain's going to start swelling. Mm -hmm. It's probably already swelling. And they did say they cut off parts of it. Well, it is pulsating. Well, if they had to cut out parts that were were protruding out, that means it's already swelling. And I would expect it so. Um, Any kind of head trauma, you're going to have brain swelling. Anyway. Gage told the doctor he hoped he was not too badly hurt and hoped to return to work in a few days. Unfortunately, by the second day, Gage was showing signs of memory loss, and then he slowly slipped into a semi-comatose state. All is not well. No. By day 12, he was mostly unresponsive and near death. His family did not believe he could recover and even had a coffin constructed for his burial. As one would. I mean, it's already amazing that he's lived this far. He should be dead. Yeah. Dr. Harlow would not give up. He quickly realized that Gage's wound had become horribly infected. It was said his exhales had a foul stench. He reopened the wound and began cutting away the fungus that was now growing on Gage's brain. And when I when I learned of this, guys, it's just the image of that. Like, what? Well, they're not little mushrooms. It's just, it's fungus. I know, but it seems like that would have killed him. Like, he'd be dead. Gage, Gage has a remarkable uh, constitution. I know, but it's still, okay. He opened up the nose and saw there was a massive abscess deep inside. Oh, Stephanie's getting an <laughs> orgasm. Shut up. He drained at least eight ounces of blood, pus, and bile from the wound, retreated it, and then bandaged it. And what did he treat it? What is this? So it's a compound called silver nitrate. It's still around. Um, it's kind of used as a coagulant. 
So that means it kind of stops like bleeding and it can also be used as an antiseptic. And I imagine this probably helped kill the bacteria that was in his brain. It's amazing. Yeah. That this actually worked. Um, it's probably better, better than sticking mercury in there because doctors were actually using mercury to try to treat venereal diseases and all kinds of other stupid shit. Gage's condition began to improve. Dr. Harlow had brought the man with the impelled brain back from the dead again. Initially, there wasn't a lot of visible side effects from the accident. But one thing had become very noticeable during Gage's 12 days of decline. Um, and it was involving his face. Mm-hmm. The Gage had suffered an infection behind the left eye where the spike had passed through. Yes. The eye began to bulge and bits of infected brain and pus ooze from the socket. I imagine the bone is shattered behind that there. That is disgusting. Yeah, and it's got to come out somewhere. It has and to leak it, out somewhere. mind-blowing. Yeah. Me. Yeah, it's amazing that he didn't lose the eye. Yeah, I, I thought he did. Uh, he until does I, not lose the eye. No, he does not lose the eye. He spent the rest of his... Uh, left eye it was droopy he had like a droopy eyelid the lid itself and that makes sense because you can see it in the photos you there's a lot of nerves and blood vessels that are connected back there um i I don't know if did he retain sight out of that eyeball no he could he did not that makes sense because the the when they show pictures of this you can actually see how uh the rod is literally behind the eye and it had to have cut off you know, major blood vessels, nerves. Many muscles on and, the yeah, left side muscles. of his face never recovered. He's kind of like a victim of a stroke. Yeah, and that, make, that makes sense to me because those things that are going to fire and tell the, mus- the muscles to move in the way they're supposed to move are, are damaged. Uh, the mental and psychological changes were more severe. Mm-hmm. A large portion of his frontal lobe had been destroyed by the accident and removed by the doctors, too. Let's not forget this. <laughs> Severe brain damage. He yeah. has severe brain damage. Now, yeah. it's not, though, like he's a vegetable. It's it's not that. It's it's something else. And there's a lot of misinformation around what happened. Yeah. Uh, because of yellow journalism. His friends and family said he wasn't the same gauge anymore. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. He was not the kind and thoughtful person they were familiar with. He became vulgar, profane, and coarse in his language and actions. And that's what it, that's literally what they said. Yeah. They described it as. Well, the other thing, too, is he was very quick-witted before this accident. He was extremely smart. He could read in an age when most people didn't know how to read or know their letters. So he was, even though he wasn't um, formally educated, he was extremely clever and smart. So it made him an asset at his job. And anywhere he wanted to Now, work. you might remember uh, we were talking about Albert Fish, if you listen to that episode. He suffered uh, a similar injury to a similar part of the brain. It's not quite as severe as, as what happens to Gage, mm-hmm. but what they call the moral centers of the brain got were just were damaged or destroyed yeah. in this case. Well, and I, I think your speech centers are, are, are nearby there, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that happens to Phineas Gage is that he no longer seems to care about others' reactions to him after this. He's mm. he's much more thoughtful before, and now he just says shit and does shit. He, he, uh, Dr. Harlow noted that he had no impulse control. Ah. Now, this is probably why people think he turned into a serial killer. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. No. No, he just turned into me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's it's almost like a form of Tourette's, and, and no, I'm not saying people with Tourette's are, have moral issues. I'm just saying there there's a part of the brain that's misfiring, um, or not behaving correctly, and it causes it because it affects the speech center, and they've related it to Parkinson's disease. Yeah, oddly enough, but yes, it, it can. It's not always uh, uh, cursing; it's like ticks and other things too. But I imagine something similar is happening because of the damage 
that was caused to his brain, that he's missing parts uh, of his brain. There's a myth that he murdered his wife and children. The problem with that myth is that he never was married and had no children. And as far as we don't know much about his personal life at all. Like, yeah. I think he was probably just sleeping with different women. Well, he it, was a journeyman. But think, look, at the, at this time period, men typically, if you wanted a wife and, and child, you weren't necessarily going to get married early. Women were expected to get married early. Men, not so much because they have to make something of themselves and make a name for themselves, make money so they can support a wife, a household, and children. They are the sole breadwinners. Women were not expected to work. In fact, they <laughs> weren't always allowed to until the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. So it's not that's not weird that he'd be 25 years old and still unmarried at this point. I, I, I don't think it's that weird. I don't think it's weird, but I do think it changed probably if he had any plans to marry or anything like that or a trajectory of maybe having a family that would have that would have interrupted it right yeah he's per, his personality is now different he's not the same now, human being there's anymore. pseudoscience call phrenology and <laughs> they bullshit. use this case to try to prove their point oh no now i first heard of phineas gage from the x-files um there's an episode in the second season very famous episode called Dwayne barry and it's kind of the point which the show becomes noticed by critics and it gets like a buzz around it because it's so good it's a great episode yeah it's a great episode it's a great episode and scully mentions a man named gage and he he was uh he had this accident and he became a pathological liar and a sociopath she, she get the research and that it's wrong yeah that's not what wrong. happened he, he doesn't become you don't a think liar. they just took creative license and and made all that shit up yeah because there's a character in the episode Dwayne barry which that's the title of he's a man mm-hmm. who believes that he was abducted by aliens and he takes a travel agency hostage yeah and he's been shot in the head i think there's a bullet it, it destroys a, it's, it's the same part of the and isn't the bullet getting. still lodged in his brain yeah and yeah. you don't know whether he's telling the truth or if he's just crazy. And that's what's great about the ambiguity of it. Well, and here's the thing with the brain. We don't really fully understand it still. I mean, it's 2021, and there's a fuck ton that we, we do don't not know understand about the brain. What consciousness is no. at this point still. No. It's 2021. Yeah. We should know by now. We have ideas of what regions of the brain does, but you know, cases like this or head injuries are constantly confounding scientists because someone might recover something that they weren't supposed to. Maybe it moves on the hemisphere. So maybe something that was more active on one hemisphere will switch over to the other. Sometimes it never does. So the fact that Gage ended up like me (laughs) meant that he couldn't go back to his old job as a foreman for the railroad. So what does he do for a J-O-B, Steph? He lacks the mental competence to be a foreman. He he doesn't have that quick-wittedness. He goes and lives with his sister and so his So he mom. lives with his sister and his, and his mother for a time. And after that, he starts kind of doing that that circuit of going to, like, museums. And I think it's, like, Barnum. So Barnum and, and Bailey. He goes to freak shows. Yeah. But, you know, what else are you going to fucking and do? He, he holds up the rod and, yeah. like, look, <laughs> he, you know. And he, and he charges, like, 12 and a half cents per customer. He also goes to Harvard Medical School and lets them examine him because he yeah. is a specimen. Yeah, he's a, he, I'm sure he wants to know why he's changed, because I'm sure there's awareness uh, an awareness there that he's changed. But it's weird, because they say he was a shrewd businessman, and now he's not, but it's like, oh, he's, there's some he's of that left. He's smart. It's not that he's he's just became unsmart, it's just that it's changed his thinking processes. So, maybe also one reason he, he recovers, too, uh, 
aside from his really strong constitution, is that he is younger. The younger you are when you have a brain injury, the easier the brain can rewire certain things and move around injuries. It doesn't always happen, but when it does happen, this is when it gets really interesting. You can actually, you know, you can actually split the brain in a person and then they can still function. Um, not always, but yes. I know this <laughs> Some, from, I, sometimes. I know this from my psychology classes. Yeah. I was shown pictures of this. Because they've done experiments. It was unfortunate, but I've seen pictures of it. Ew. Yeah, he goes around like, you know, the circus circuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, it's a way to make money. Uh, and then he goes to work in Chile. I don't blame him because, I mean, that's easy money, easy fucking money. And all he has to do is talk about, like, what happened to him. Huh. He goes to work in Chile, and I don't really understand this. Why does he go to... Uh, the, the money must be good in South America. He's like a driver? He, he's a coachman. Yeah. So... Again, you you can't be a slouch to be driving a six-horse coach. And yeah. that's what he was driving. You also can't be a psychopath and drive a six-horse coach because you have passengers and they're not going to stand for yeah, that. Yeah, there's all these... The horses the, would be beaten. They're not going to stand for that. This, the people who own the horses and the coach are not going to stand for that. There's this mythology, like we said before, that he becomes this like master criminal. It's like a like a comic book origin. Yeah, and I really think that's probably to sell papers and things like that and the well, story itself. Well, there was also people that thought it was a hoax. They thought he staged... The, him and the doctor staged well, I, the Well, I mean, thing. I first thought the headless chicken was a fucking hoax. The but one that lives. But it's not. <laughs> It's a, it's a, but while he's in Chile, his health starts to decline. Mm -hmm. And so he moves to back to the States, to San Francisco, to live with his sister. His, I think they were in New York, and then they went to San Francisco. Yeah, they live in San Francisco, his sister and his mother. And he lives there until May 18th, 1860, where he has a, a severe convulsions uh, for five minutes. Yes, that's a very long time to have a seizure. And... He dies. Yeah. But he'd been having seizures, which is why he went back home. He'd been having seizures. And this is before there are medications to control seizures. If you've ever researched seizures, seizure disorders. He was um, 36 years old. If they are left untreated, they continue to get worse. So he was probably suffering from grand mal seizures. And as they continue to get, to get worse, they can damage the heart. They can damage the brain further. And I imagine it did in But, this case. you know, to be fair, 36... 1860 that's not that out of the range of normal you know people didn't live long back then yeah because of diseases diseases and infection were out of control so it's amazing that he lived it's amazing that he survived the insane infection that went, he was the man that, that was infected his brain not he, with just with fungus but with just actual bacteria right he was lazarus yeah he was the man that should not be yeah and he's still really attractive, even after like after the accident. And it's like, yeah, he's got the droopy eye, but he's not ugly. Ste uh, yeah, Ste I was really kind of taken aback. Like he's he's truly handsome. Stephanie likes her brain damage talks. <laughs> That's why she likes me. Yeah, twelve years after the injury, he's dead. Uh huh. And uh, the Harvard. Uh, medical school gets the uh, rod because he had it, he had given them the rod then he took it back and it was and like, he made it into like a cane or yeah and it's like my he, rod he felt like it was a good luck charm my or magic something. rod yeah and then they which get, is fair he had it made special for him himself anyway for his job harvard's anatomical museum the they, warren anatomical museum. they get it back mm -hmm. and then the doctor the Har second doctor harlow harlow the really smart doctor mm-hmm the big Which, brain doctor. <laughs> uh, no smooth brains for, for no, Harlow. 
he finds out he's died. This is like five years after. Yeah, they'd lost touch and he wanted to keep in touch with him. And you know how, look, it happens in this and day he was and like, age. Well, dig him up and give me that skull. <laughs> so, yeah. He, he does ask the family if he could have the skull for, for science. Because they very kindly Phineas say. Phineas is buried in San Francisco. Is he buried or is he put in a tomb? I don't know, but his remains are, his, his headless corpse is in San Francisco. <laughs> and his celebrated skull to this day sits in the Warren Anatomical Museum uh, in a glass case that's supposedly not not really interesting. It's just kind of this glass case. Like every, there's a lot more spectacular uh, cases for other huh. oddities in this place. Well, yeah. I think they have a, a makeshift type of rod sitting in there. It's probably show. one of it's one of those museums where they've got like bodies that are skinless and. We need to take a trip, Michael. Never. We need to go see. These I would things. never go there. I would go and look at his skull. Hey, I saw the the body exhibit where they have all those like freeze dried, plasticized corpses. It's really fucked up. It's super cool. I loved it until we got to the cancer specimens. And then I was like, I want to throw up. There was something about the cancer now, ones. There's <laughs> a rumor that the rod is not there anymore. That the rod on display is a fake. Probably. And that they buried the rod with his corpse. It's now re- been reunited with him in death. Which is kind of cool, actually. The, fam- the family? Ha- yeah. Well, maybe they asked for it back. A part of me feels like they should just put his head back in his... You know, it's, I don't know. Or make a cast of it or something. Yeah, There's got to be a way to make a cast it. of it. it it's, put we, his head back. They've already looked at it. They've examined it. They yes. know, they've gotten all the I medical think Carlo, knowledge. I uh, did, did a write-up on it, basically. A, a, you know, a medical paper describing what his thoughts and um, summations now, were about what had happened and why he had lived. The legacy of what happened to Phineas Gage is mixed. Because on one hand, we learned a lot about the brain. We learned a lot about how the brain operates. We learned about the different hemispheres of the brain. Yeah, because at this time, people thought the brain, like, if anything happened to the brain, you were just dead. And and that's fair, because most of the time, that does happen. It's just a big jelly in your head, big bowl of jelly in your head. And if one part's hurt, you're dead. You're dead, yeah. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this also gives rise to uh, psychosurgery. What is known as lobotomies. Uh, A lobotomy, for those who don't know, is a neurosurgical treatment of a mental disorder, or, you know, just women with hysteria, (laughs) that involves severing connections in the brain's prefrontal cortex. Most of the connections to and from the prefrontal cortex, the interior part of the frontal lobes of the brain, are severed. Uh Now, where did you first hear about lobotomy, Stephanie? You were telling me this. Story. I'm not exactly sure because I want to say my mom was a reading teacher originally. She's she taught many subjects, but her her background from the beginning was a reading teacher. So she would come home with the most interesting books, and a lot of them were like freaky things, like ghost stories. And I I, I want to say it was in one of these like Victorian style ghost stories. Some of them were actual old ass accounts. And they were in these, like, uh, anthologies of books. And other books I got from, like, the Scholastic stuff. You guys remember those? Those were fun. Anyway. So, yeah, I read about it at some point there and maybe even talked about it with my mom. I don't I don't know how I first so heard about it's this, like, but I knew about it. It's ghost kid. stories where people are turned into ghosts using lobotomies. No, no. It was, like, stuff like, uh, like there'd be a ribbon around a girl's neck, and she always wore this ribbon, and this man or boy who who falls in love with this girl is like, why is the ribbon always there? And she's like, you can't take it off. And then he takes off the ribbon because he can't, you know, stand the curiosity anymore. And her head topples off. It's stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, what is that called? The, the They made a 
Scary stories to tell in the dark. Is that what that is? Yeah, but I actually read the original shit, and that was scary. Yeah, scary kid, stories to tell in the dark. Oh, when I, I think like that's what's called. When I was like ten or eleven, reading this stuff. <laughs> so most people, I think, they know lobotomies from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, which is a great movie. Yeah, and horrific. This that ending is really disturbing. And um, I'm sure my parents watched that when I was a kid because I know my dad likes. Uh, he loved. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he he loved Jack Nicholson. Who Bef- doesn't? Before before Breaking Bad ever aired and his new love affair of Michael Cranston occurred. Michael it, Cranston. Oh, did I say before he, Brian do, Cranston. Yeah. Before his love affair of Brian Cranston occurred, uh my dad my dad's first love affair was Jack Nicholson. He could do no wrong. I am glad you said Breaking Bad cuz that's going to give me my next our segue. <laughs> so my first exposure to lobotomies, like my exposure to most things in life, was through the X-Files. <laughs> there is an episode from the fourth season called Unruh, I think is how you say it. It's German for unrest. It's yes. Unruh or Unruh, whatever. Yeah. It's written by Vince Gilligan. It might be like Unruh or something like yeah, that. Yeah, everybody in the episode pronounces it differently, which is funny. Well, German has like many different pronunciations depending on what type you're speaking. It's written by a man named Vince Gilligan. Who is the creator, the genius behind Breaking Bad. And Better Call Saul. The episode is about a paranoid schizophrenic named Jerry Schnauz, who has this ability to, it's what is known as thought photography, psychic photography. Mm -hmm. He can project images onto film. He doesn't know he's doing this. Yes. He is abducting women and lobotomizing them wrong, (laughs) but he thinks he's curing them. He's not a malevolent serial killer. He is, he is scary yeah because he thinks he's doing them he's doing good yeah it's this idea of i'm a protector of women by lobotomizing them which seems to be a statement on what you were talking about about the hysteria and like the the backstory of the episode is that his sister claimed that her father was molesting her raping her yeah and Mm -hmm. he didn't believe it he thought she was crazy well i think he did on one level believe it yeah because he beats his father nearly to death he knows it's true but he doesn't want to believe because he loves his father uh, but on one level, he knows it's but true. But it's he does the lobotomies wrong, and it, th- there's this scene in the episode where they show a scan of a, of this woman's brain, and and Scully is freaked out because that that scene always sticks with me because it's mm-hmm. just like he did it wrong. Not only did he lobotomize a normal, perfectly healthy woman, yeah. he did it wrong. Yeah. So they're even a lobotomy would be bad enough, and it's an ice pick lobotomy. What's known as also known as a transorbital. They lobotomy. go through the eye. They yeah. go through the corner of your eye. That little tear duct. That's where they go. And Scully comes very close to getting lobotomized in the episode. He believes that the women are, they have these things in their head called the howlers. Mm -hmm. And it materializes on the film that he manipulates unintentionally with his ability. Right. Which I'm sure Stephanie hates the idea that, you know, crazy or deranged person. No, I actually think that, that because energy is energy. And you could, we know that, that energy is left. I don't know. I don't know what you call these. They're called imprints. For instance, like big plantations in the South. There are people who are sensitive to this, or even people who aren't sensitive. They can still see. It's like it's like a mirage. Yes, and you can see a working plantation, and because the emotions that carried around there were so strong, it has left a strong imprint, or even just the daily life of it, of what what happened. And this is all across the United States, all across the world. There are stories of, and it's not necessarily always phenomena a ghost when you hear weird noises or bumps in the night if you live in an old house or an old building. It could just be that. Maybe there was a juke in the basement. <laughs> uh, I think like there a speakeasy is or something. nothing scarier than a 
an insane person, someone suffering from severe mental illness who believes something. Yes. Is not that's not true, but they're going to try to prevent it or stop it. And an episode we're doing coming up is about a person who mm-hmm. believed he was rectifying or protecting himself from something through through murderous means. Yeah. And and that the idea of that is terrifying. But anyway, getting back to this Phineas Gates, what it, what is your takeaway from this story? What does this say? Is this a, a failure of workers' rights or oh, for sure, safety? Uh, yeah, I mean safety. You, yeah, you could go on down the list. I mean, there's just so many incidents of this. I mean, the railroad building itself was pretty horrific. If you look closer to the West Coast and what they were doing with the Chinese immigrants, they were basically slaves. Uh, what they did with the Native Americans, how they murdered all the buffalo to to build. The railroads. It's disgusting. All right, shut up with the woke <laughs> bullshit. No, oh, no I, I'm, I'm, I, I, she's right. I'm, I'm joking. I, I, it, but Phineas Gage himself is is quite remarkable. I mean, I think it speaks to how strong and healthy his body was, his constitution, his immune why system. Why did he live though? Because of that, we don't know. Like, like, and I think it's is a, there I think a it's meaning behind a this? Is it is it to progress science? Did he maybe? You know, is that the meaning? Maybe, maybe. And create the lobotomies. It's it's a miracle. So I think women who were hysterical. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's probably were lobotomized. What the takeaway sh- was supposed to be like all like things I said, human it's mixed. <laughs> like all things human, we tend to corrupt what we learn about. You know, there, there's a lot of stories about um, Tesla. And I thought you were going to say Elon Musk. Fuck him. <laughs> God, I hate that he's on the coattails. Another person Bezos. just riding on the coattails of an amazing what human if, being. What if, what if, what but if Tesla was way before his time? He had invented like computers and shit. Like he knew about um, um, nuclear uh, physics before other people what did. What if? But Elon, he kept all of those things secret because he understood that humans could not be trusted with it. You know something funny about Elon Musk? Uh, what, he's a grifter? Well, I was going to say, no, what would be funny is if he time traveled back and he was working on the railroad and then a rod got thrown through his head. But that would be funny, but I'm not. Uh, no. In California, the people that use his cars are all these like super woke people. And it's just funny because... They're piece of shit cars, by the way. You said you wanted a space car. Um, I, That was before I found out they're actual piece of shit cars. So I want a space car. I just don't want a Tesla space car. Yeah. A space car. Why is it a space car? Because because the way it's been described is that it's like super silent and fast as shit. And I'm like, that sounds awesome, actually. It's not going to... I'm not going to get in the car and like float <laughs> up into the fucking sky. It, no, it's just that it feels like being in a rocket. A DeLorean was a space car. <laughs> there are no more DeLoreans. There's not enough cocaine to build the DeLoreans <laughs> left. Yeah, there are actual better versions of the Tesla out now from other car companies that you can get. So, wait, before you Not, heard this story, would you have believed this was possible? That you could get a rod through your head like this and just be like, oh, get, get something and go, hey, what happened, guys? Yeah, because I'd heard of stories like this before. Yeah, is there any other famous stories like this? So, I, I can't I'm think sure, of I'm sure, I just, I don't remember them. I mean, I don't... I mean, there's probably a Reddit page full of it. Full of it, yeah. But I don't know. But I read stories like this growing up. I heard about them because I was interested in this kind of thing. This was, it would just filter in. I don't know where... Well, I'm interested in it. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> this is, these cases we're doing in the Patreon are very weird. Well, the other thing, one thing I wanted to say about Phineas Gage, I think he was also lucky that the second doctor that treated him, Harlow, seemed to under have, have a beginning understanding of germ theory because he knew that there was an infection in his brain. And at that time, people were still like the foul humors of the air and the body and, and they would, you know, bleed a person rather than like What treat I like about Harlow is infection. that he does He's it, practical. He does everything he can to save his life. Mm-hmm. 
He goes out of his way. Yeah. And then he's like... Everyone else had given up. When he... Gage had come down and was near death. Everyone day 12. Had, day 12. Day 12. They'd given up. And I'm assuming the brain is swelling. Um, this is probably why he's comatose. This happens in any kind of like car accidents, brain injuries. I mean, people get very sick and they can die. And they usually have to open up a part of the skull so that the brain has room as it's swelling. And then so the swelling can go back down. Have you have you ever had the sensation like laying down? Because I've had the sensation like laying in the bed where it feels like there's a pulsating in your head. Uh, when I've had migraines, yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. is that the brain? Yes. That's what that is. Yes. That but it, they, apparently it's caused by the heart because I was doing. If your blood pressure is too high, yes, and or, you can actually see what they've done. I, I, I and you can feel it in your temples. People have had like if you guys get really either just really bad he- headaches or you suffer from my- migraines like me. Um, yeah, you can feel your like the vein in your temple like pulsing. It's horrible. It's really creepy. It's horrible. It's with some of the worst sensations. But I've seen the photos of what it looks like. It's actually, it's it's doing this. It's like pulsating in the skull. Like, yeah, it's with the heart. But it's from the heart mm-hmm. coming up and then going bloop, bloop, bloop. You would think, though, that that would gyrate your skull more. But in his case, yeah, his skull was open. And, and they could see it pulsing. He could see it before he got off the fucking carriage. Yeah. That's how big a hole this was. Yeah. And I'm assuming his scalp was flapped open, which is why they retrieved some of the bone it's fragments. It's weird how people can do that. that like brain up. surgery, they opened up, but they can do stuff and they don't feel anything because there's no... There's no nerve endings in the brain. Yeah. There's nerve endings in the scalp and then there's a layer around that. Um, but the brain itself, you can't feel. Around the skull. But once you pass through the skull, but the fact that he had an infection in his brain... And then a fungal infection on top of that. So probably b- bacterial. He had three infections. And they're draining. One thing that they do, right, they're draining the pus from there as many times as they can. Because that's what you do when you have a wound. You've got to get that shit out of there or it's just going to keep building up and kill you. This no, is any it, wound. Or it could turn you into Mibro QAnon. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you're laughing. Uh, he had three infections. He had one uh, he had the the mushroom brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the thing behind the eye, which is causing brain to come out of yeah. his eye, which is just great. Uh, it's like a Peter Jackson movie, early Peter Jackson, or, or Sam Raimi. And then you've got the uh, the one in his nose. It's like a pus. well, all that. Look, your sinus tracts all they're all connected, and the fact we we get really scared in medicine. I say we like I'm a, a medical practitioner. Uh, medical practitioners get very nervous about um, things that can pass the blood-brain barrier because that means an infection can travel and get into your brain. Lyme disease is one of those things. The other one is syphilis. So this is why people end up having like really bad issues when if they have long-term infections what about, with those spirochetes. What about TikTok? <laughs> I mean, that can travel the blood-brain barrier, right? I, I think uh, QAnon can travel the blood-brain barrier. Well, that's barrier. on TikTok. So yes, it <laughs> oh, can. no. <laughs> it goes viral make it stop <laughs> we've alienated the QAnon part of the audience are they here yet i don't think so no they're not gonna pay five dollars so <laughs> they'd be like i'll pay a dollar <laughs> i did mention donald trump this episode though so you guys pay up in a negative way but still <laughs> um okay so the next patreon episode which we're going to release next week mm-hmm. is about centralia yes don't google it <laughs> Yes, wait wait until you hear us tell tell you about it's it. It's a ghost town. That's all I'll say. Yeah. That's fucked up. And we are <laughs> there's no episode on Thanksgiving weekend because mm-hmm. I'm going to get really fat. 
yes. eating, eating Stephanie's food. Yes. Because she's a woman. She works in the kitchen. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then after that, we're doing uh, The Vampire Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy. <laughs> I, I apologize for getting our Patreon stuff out so late. We had planned, not planned on that. We had planned we're, on getting it out two weeks we're before We're going this. to do a Patreon episode about, how do I describe this? It's not conversion therapy, but it's like a scientology type thing to turn you straight yeah it's it's bananas yeah i can't wait to talk about it it's so fucking i'm gonna call it the gay episode (laughs) but it's not about being well it is about being gay but it's about gay people claiming they're now straight yeah through a really weird means this is a this is a weird one yeah i can't wait to talk about it and i learned about it from watching ghostbusters believe it or not (laughs) The, the original ghostbusters there's an actor in it Walter, the guy plays Walter Peck. We all know Walter Peck, the EPA guy. The EPA is the villain in Ghostbusters. It's so weird. Uh, (laughs) It's fucking weird. Yeah. Well, it was the 80s. Uh, They were like, put that lead in the water. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, He claims, the actor plays him, claims he's not gay now because of this weird uh, thing that we're going to talk about. It's it's so so weird. And then I think we're going to try to talk about The Watchers. Right? The Watcher House. The Watcher House. Okay. And we're going to do a Christmas episode because we have to, even though I hate Christmas and think it's... It will be a Patreon Christmas episode. No, it's but just going to be... be bana- we're going to answer some questions, You guys too. get to know about this shit first. That's what's great. Yeah. Because you're in here. All two of you. <laughs> <laughs> you lucky souls. Okay, Stephanie, where can they reach us? Uh, even though they're patrons. <laughs> I think they know. It's at uh, the Spookies Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagrams. Yeah, tell mm-hmm. your friends to, to sign up for Patreon. Yeah, if they like our podcast. Or, you know, uh, tell them to listen to our podcast. This episode is 50 mm-hmm. minutes. I planned on it being 15. Shit. So we we made a real episode. Oh, okay. We did. You got your money's worth. But, you know, we we're, again, we that's like the length of three of what we were going to do. So we're, we're catching up, you know. We, we are, yeah, we have been behind. And Michael is like, hey. I'm gonna. We're not gonna slow down stuff. I'm gonna work you harder like a workhorse. Well, I was gonna do this episode all by myself, <laughs> but everybody was like, "No." Yeah, because I, I need to cook. <laughs> they were like, "I don't want. I want to hear her." <laughs> so, well, they need to sign up. <laughs> yeah, she's under duress. She came here, then she goes back to the kitchen. <laughs> I need uh, sandwiches. Are need they need to be made? Well, you'll have plenty of fucking sandwiches after we cook cook that turkey. Kirk. 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 Kirk the turkey. Uh, uh, Captain Kirk. <laughs> I'm the one drinking and she's drunk. I'm already tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine, but whatever. Do you guys want to know about my pies? Because I'm excited about these. I make great pies. I'm uh, not making the crust, though, because fuck that. Like, who has to Are they made out of blood? Crust? No. It's You're a, a witch. <laughs> it's a pecan pie, and mine are really good because it's very custardy, and they're not overly sweet. They are custard so they're made out of dragon eggs mmm so good and the other one is a black bottom pumpkin pie you have to have pumpkin pie but mine are black bottom pumpkin pies because chocolate yes delicious and of course they're going to be allergen free because I am full of food allergies which is why you have to cook witches make the best food (laughs) we make it with love just don't drink the stuff from the cauldron (laughs) the glowy green shit don't drink it And I already have my green bean casserole, which is, I had to tailor make that thing too, because nothing, nothing that I could even make it gluten-free and dairy-free exists. So, yeah. But I think it's going to turn out really good. There's I'm just surprised we have Patreon, or we have people listening after we, the Kyle Rittenhouse episode, because they're all like, oh, fucking, you guys don't like Kyle. He was out there. What, did we get emails about that? No, not really. That's weird. 
Yeah. And and that episode, people are listening to it, but mm-hmm. it was weird. I've never heard anything. Ne- no negative. I, I have not even gotten trolled on Twitter about Kyle. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trolled forever because I don't like Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. You know, I don't like the other people involved well, either. Well, and speaking of, there was another terrorist incident uh, in the nearby town. And I, we don't. I can't pronounce it. It's in fucking Wisconsin, Wakasha. I don't, I don't know how do you say this fucking town. But some asshole uh, drove I like a big SUV or was it a van? I'm not sure. Through a fucking it's an holiday. SUV and it's a lo-fi terrorist attack. A holiday parade and where children are out there dancing. You've got like the local dance groups from, you know, their their dance schools. And you even have like an um a seniors dance group like in the parade too, like da- like dancing, you know, for the locals. Most of the victims were old elderly, eighty year olds. Yeah, that they were a part of the dance uh, they have like a it, senior it's horrible. dance it's group. It's a horrible crime. I hope the guy uh, uh, fuck this guy. But Unfortunately, I do think this is related to the verdict um, because the person who did it was a, a rapper. But they said he was fleeing another crime. Yeah, but so he had ha- a bunch of lyrics. He, he'd written lyrics about the unrest with the police. I don't know why you see a gr- group of people and you're, you're like, you're, mm, I'm going to drive through this group of people to try oh, to get look away. Look at what happened in uh, what the fuck? Virginia. Remember that? Yeah, I'll never forget that. Yeah. With Heather Heyer's death? Yes. Yeah horrible and that fat white guy is gonna go to jail <laughs> oh he's done he, oh did they already do he's it he's convicted he he because I, I, I hadn't heard what had happened with, with i don't that think case. He, i don't think they have the death penalty but he's life without parole good he's never getting out good yeah he will die a virgin <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't think he'll be a virgin in jail much longer oh no that doesn't count <laughs> getting a rod stuck up your ass doesn't count ew <laughs> I made a prison joke. That's how unwoke I am. You're not supposed to make prison jokes anymore. I'm 40. I'm a, from a different time. I'm from the Bill Murray Ghostbusters era. So I, I make offensive jokes. I still think Bill Murray is the, the bee's knees. I love him. He's so funny. And I love all the Wes Anderson movies he's in. I'm like, it's perfect. He's perfect. And that weird shit. I love it. He's so weird. Great. He's never been in a movie where he's not fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's never been a phoned-in Bill, like a like a Bill Murray going. I'm just doing this movie. I can't wait to watch Scrooge this year. I'm all about this. Like I'm doing all my Christmas stuff early. I've got my pencil tree up. I am putting ornaments on it, which is probably great because it it has literally taken me all month to get this far, and I still have some more decorating to do. Just my little living room space, but um, I'm excited about it. You know, because 2021 is another shit show, and I need sparkly, pretty things around me well, to li- uplift I hope- my mood. That our listeners have a great Thanksgiving, even yes. even though I don't care about Thanksgiving and I love it. Consider I, it against my religion of non-religion. I always had a fun Thanksgiving. My mother was an amazing cook, and so the two of us, and then her. Sometimes her family would come, but mostly it was uh, me and my mom, and we would. My mom, man, she was great when she. But I, yeah, I hope our listeners have a fun Thanksgiving and. Yes. I hope you have all the turkey. I hope you have the best pies. I hope you have a safe and fun holiday. And um, and I'm going to eat a lot of food and pretend it's just another day. <laughs> Please don't. Because I don't care. I don't care about Christmas I either. Hate, he's like the fucking Grinch, you guys. It's I the said worst. I was Bill Murray from Scrooge. I and know, you you're listening. such a dick about it. Well, I'm a dick in general. What are you talking about? That's my brand. Although on the plus size, like I was like Christmas shopping for just like crap. And I never, I never 
really buy decorations because I just don't want to deal with the hassle. I haven't decorated in several years. I'm sure Stephanie, everybody's interested in your decor. I know, I know. But like, I'm used to people yelling at me about like getting, um, I don't know, just frivolous shit. And I, I came home with stuff. We got to do an episode. Look, I've decided we're going to do an episode. And he was like, that's fine, babe. You love it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, what? I don't care what she does. I'm I was just, so happy. I'm I was just, like, he, he's not upset that I got some Christmas shit and it's kind of worthless. I'm disengaged. But- we're going to do an episode about <laughs> Santa Claus serial killers, because that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Christmas murder. I thought it was Krampus. <laughs> no, it's going to be guys dressed as Santa Claus killing people. Ew. <laughs> that's totally on brand for us. So wrapping up, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy your holiday. Uh, if shit goes wrong, you can always DM me on, on Twitter. And Stephanie's going to enjoy editing this. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be skipping around on this. If it's a little messy, I apologize, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll try to get You're going to edit it. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you.